I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that flips through the pages of history to deliver old news in a new way. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at a turning point in literary history, the day when a self-proclaimed knight introduced the world to the modern novel. The day was January 16, 1605. The first half of Miguel de Cervantes' landmark novel, Don Quixote, was published in Spain. The book is widely considered to be the first modern novel, set apart from earlier texts due to its story arcs and nuanced dialogue and characterization. Although it was retroactively declared part one of a two-part story, the book released in 1605 does have a clear beginning, middle, and end. Its official title is The Ingenious Nobleman Sir Quixote of La Mancha but we know it better today as plain old Don Quixote. If you're unfamiliar with the story, it follows a minor nobleman named Alonso Quixano, who lives in a central region of Spain known as La Mancha. At the start of the book, Alonso has become obsessed with chivalric romance tales. He eventually reads so many of them that his brain, quote, dries up, and he decides to set out in search of his own gallant adventures. 
Dressed as a knight and calling himself Don Quixote, he roams La Mancha, righting wrongs and doing battle with all sorts of foes, most of which are only in his head. Along the way, he's joined by a peasant named Sancho Panza, who agrees to travel with him as his faithful squire. Unlike his master, Sancho doesn't try to imitate the exploits of literary heroes. In fact, he doesn't even know how to read. However, he does have an endless supply of half-remembered folksy proverbs, which he frequently shares, much to the annoyance of his well-read companion. As you've probably gathered, the two characters are polar opposites, a fact that's even reflected in their body types, with Don Quixote being tall and thin, and Sancho Panza being short and fat. This idea of a mismatched duo has since become a comedy staple, not only in literature, but in film and television as well. Still, there is at least one way in which Sancho and his master are alike. The squire tags along on the journey in hopes of one day becoming a governor of his own island, a dream that seems just as far-fetched to the rest of society as Don Quixote's quest for honor and glory. The story is very episodic and intentionally funny, with many of the segments working as satire of older tales of medieval knights and their daring deeds. Instead of squaring off against enemy soldiers, sorcerers, or dragons, Don Quixote battles a flock of sheep, a group of monks, and, most famously, a bunch of windmills, which he imagines to be giants. And yet, Don Quixote, both the character and the book, are much more than mere farce. He is driven mad by his own imagination, no question. But by imitating what he admires in stories, the misguided hero actually finds new meaning in his life. This raises all kinds of interesting questions about the nature of reality, free will and fate, and how far someone could, or should go, to become who they dream of being. Quixote's author, Miguel de Cervantes, was a lot like his star character. He was well-traveled, well-educated, and a little out of step with most of his contemporaries. He took on a variety of jobs during his lifetime, including a stint where he served the Spanish crown on adventures that would later make their way into his novel. But it was his time as a tax collector for the Spanish government that wound up having the greatest impact on his life, albeit in a roundabout way. While serving in that role, Cervantes was actually imprisoned twice due to frequent, let's say, discrepancies in his accounting. It all worked out for the best, though, because it was during his time in prison that Cervantes is believed to have first thought up the story that would later become Don Quixote. The novel was a big hit when it was released in 1605, but the author only made a small profit off of selling the publication rights and didn't receive a cut of the actual sales. The book proved so popular that someone else actually wrote a sequel using Cervantes' story and characters, basically an early form of fan fiction. Cervantes was furious about this false Quixote, especially since his imitator was making more money off the characters than he had. The outrage compelled Cervantes to write his own part two, providing an official conclusion to the adventures of Don Quixote and Sancho Panza. The second installment was published in 1615, 
meaning that readers of the first volume had to wait a full decade to see how the story ended. More than 400 years later, the complete Don Quixote is now considered one of the greatest novels ever written, a feat that's all the more impressive when you consider that it may very well have been the first one. Its subversive humor and beating heart have inspired countless interpretations and adaptations across every artistic medium. It's even given rise to a few popular expressions, including the word quixotic and the phrase tilting at windmills. The novel also serves as a relevant reminder to be aware of how our chosen ideologies influence the way we perceive the world at large. Sometimes a looming sinister giant can turn out to be a harmless, mundane windmill. It all depends on how you look at it. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 